in Wednesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. How are you guys? We're presented by Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. Total Beverage is a friend and a, a friend of the podcast as well, a partner in the podcast. We love those guys. I am Danny Williams. I am in with Anilo Piro today. Anilo, what's up, bro? What up, guy? How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How's life treating you? Busy but good. I mean, that's all I could ask for. So yeah, yeah better is... to be busy than bored. That's for sure. Um, you know, uh, middle of summer, waiting for the NFL season, even kind of after um, the end of the NFL season. It's like just the, 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 the world is a life is better during the NFL season. Yeah, man. I know they say there's four seasons in the year. And we're knows. basketball guys, too. Yeah. There's just no, something about. I, I agree, man. It's football season and non-football season. That's kind of. And I really, I get into the basketball whenever it starts, but I really get locked in once the football ends. Yeah. Like post-New Year basketball is kind of like where I like really kind of start to dive into mm-hmm, it all. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just talking to the guys out there, though. I'm stoked for hockey season as well. Yeah, I am, too. Um, I am, uh, you know, we, we do all the sports around here. Uh, we wish the Rockies were a little bit better, gave us something to talk about, and just instead of making us feel, you know, bad about ourselves. Yeah, but it's, um, it's Broncos season here, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm trying to turn a corner here a little bit. How so? I just feel like they're getting destroyed. Uh, the Broncos are getting murdered. And for one, it's not as bad as um, the narrative. Yeah, it, it's not as bad as the, it hasn't been great and it's been embarrassing and but it's not as bad as um, the narrative, man. And the narrative is the Broncos are like the same team as they were the last couple years. The narrative is that Russ right now is over the hill a little bit. And also out there is Coach Hackett doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Um, I disagree with that kind of talk yeah well i was talking about it with doug while you were uh doing your segment there with the hooters ladies Mm -hmm. and uh it was one of those situations where i turned to him and i said you know i don't think they're as bad as they've played throughout the first two weeks i just think that they're a little bit more unprepared than we thought because it just looks like a team that's sloppy and hasn't really discovered its identity i like what you put there at the end your identity it's the process yeah it's the process of the implementation of everything that the broncos are now trying to become and that doesn't happen overnight. I mean, the implementation from the coaches to the front office all the way down, the new quarterback, the new players, um, the you know, times that we're going to do this and that, the, the, you know, that we're going to break film, th- things that we're going to do inside of the game, mm-hmm. adjustments we're going to make at the halftime of the game. It, it's really the list is endless, and the list is bigger than Coach Hackett even realized. Right. Okay, And that's for a guy whose dad was a coach, and that's for a guy who's been around the league forever in every kind of facet at every level. It's a hard job. That's why there's only 32 of these head coaching jobs and really probably 20 guys, 15 guys in the world cut out for really doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just because there's 32 head coaches in the NFL doesn't mean there's 32 qualified head coaches in the NFL. Just like there's about 10 quarterbacks that matter in the league, there's probably about 20 coaches that really matter in the league as well. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic, and we know kind of the background of Nathaniel Hackett. You know, you hope that he's going to be able to figure it out. I mean, I forget who brought it up to me, but one question that was kind of posed to me and it may have been something I heard on a national sports talk show like just how much did he have to do in Green Bay you know when you kind of have a veteran quarterback like For Aaron sure. Rodgers who's one of the best quarterbacks of all what time what were the responsibilities exactly you know it's 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 easy to look good right when you have somebody like that next to you so I'm not trying to take anything away from Nathaniel well, Hackett but he's looked uh, you I'll know. say this too do you know I like what you just said 
they walked into a situation in Green Bay that um, no matter what you thought of, uh, who's your coach here in Dallas? Or uh, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. No matter what you thought of Mike McCarthy, the foundation was lied, you know, laid down by him right. and Aaron Rodgers to really just kind of got to um, yeah. relight the, you know, the the candle and the fire that might have went out and just put a new perspective on it. And Lafleur's done a great job, but it's yeah. not like he built the thing from scratch. And that's why, like, I can't. Like, I don't put LaFleur, like, in my, like, top coaches conversation. Like, is he a great coach? Like, yeah, but, I mean, it's, no. like, you know, you you are walking into a winning team, right? It's not it's, like you've had to build it from the ground up. Like, that's where I give Andy Reid some credit. I know he's been a head coach for some time, but he finally got his we, guy in Patrick Mahomes, and you saw it come together. Well, also, in the, Sean McVay just punched his ticket yep. of validation yep. of elite coaches who were um, – you know, as valuable and as special as some players, as players on the team. Yeah. We, um, I mean, like, again, to take a little turn here, um, there's, we could think of six coaches in the NBA that have rings. Yeah. Doc, Spolstra, um, Carlisle, um, mm. Popovich, Kerr, and I'm leaving somebody out. I said Spolstra. Who won in, uh, oh, Nick, Nick Nurse. Nurse. Uh, good, good work. Um, same goes for the NFL. I mean, how many co- yeah. Super Bowl winning head coaches are there? You have um, Tomlin, Andy Reid. You have Harbaugh, Tomlin. You have Belichick. You have uh, Harbaugh. You have McVay. Um, and your guy again, uh, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and that's I guess six. Bruce Arians be, is retired now. Okay, but, but that's yeah. again just six. No, I never thought of it that way. You have to. I th- never thought of it. Well, that it's way. just a perspective to think about the coach being as valuable, um, especially. For certain teams. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is, okay, for everyone who's like, I'll go to the Dolphins, okay? They had, it's the same team as last year, okay? You're just bringing a coach to put a new perspective on it. Right. That's why Mike McDaniels good, had, though. yeah, but I mean, again, is he just coming in here is already all put together for him. Here, yeah. new coach who has to come in and put the veteran, um, the veteran privileged quarterback along with the young roster uh, that we not we're not really sure how talented they are we think yeah. they're talented and we think that they're more talented now because of Russ but also it's again the coach the new quarterback and and the the team a, a new team especially a new team led by a different quarterback all coming together it's taken longer than we thought, and it's different than the process of uh, what's going on in Miami, who, again, has a new head coach, and they're kind of already you know, out the gate and having a bunch of uh, success here. Yeah. So, It's um, interesting. It is. It's just that's, that's a perspective that we kind of aren't thinking about and don't talk about. And, but also on the flip side of that, we're not sure if Coach Hackett can hack it. Uh, to be honest uh, with you. For lack of a better phrase, I agree with you. Man. You know, and I'm being just kind of serious. Or we won't know till the end of the season. We'll have an idea. It'll right. be the whole season of a sample size that we're going to need. Unless the thing goes off the rails and they're, you know, two and four and barely fighting to be a 500 team. If that's the case here, I mean, bro, the investment has been made. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to start this. I don't want to start this. But this thing goes wrong and they win. They're eight and nine at the end of the year. Oh. They will want Hackett fired and they will want Sean, oh, yeah. uh, Sean Payton, for uh, example. That will not happen. They'll want Sean Payton here or they'll want, uh, I'm not sure who else. I have to think about it a Dan little Quinn. bit. Dan Quinn. Maybe Dan I've Quinn. already seen the people on Twitter hey, talking yeah. about, tell me why we didn't hire Dan Quinn again. Tell me why. And I mean, look at the Dallas defenses here as well. I think Hackett's going to be all right, but I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I had talked about it on my show as well. Like, I talked about it with Seegers and some other guys. Like, I was wondering, you know, what this team would look like out of the gate because, I mean, you know, we've talked about it as well, Danny. It was roses, 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 right? You bring in a quarterback. You bring in a new ownership group. You bring in a new head coach. It was only a matter of time before something went wrong. It's easy. Listen, 
We put the cart in front of the horse. 100%. We put the cart in front of the horse. Listen, I've told everybody on the podcast and on the radio, again, turns out I lied to you guys. I said it was going to happen overnight. I wanted it to happen you overnight. You drank the Kool-Aid. Well, again, I just was buying it. I'm all in. And do you know what? I still am. It's just not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time. I, I mean, again, the, uh, for like the hundredth time, the tw- tw- the 2012 Broncos were two and three to start the season. Two and three to start the season had a bad, ugly loss in there or two, and people were thinking, "I'm not sure if Payton's got it, if he could still kind of do it." And then the light went on. They won 11 straight games, and the kind of the rest is history. Um, you know, um, Raheem Moore. Goes over the top. It's like, you know, we'll never live it down. But also, it was the beginning. It was just the beginning. So, I think by the middle of the season, this team's going to look dramatically different. There's going to be a ton of polish on it. They're going to go, they're going to start scoring in the high 20s. By season's end, they'll be a top 10 scoring team. If they have a top 10 score, if they're a top 10 scoring team and they have a top 10 defense, that's going to end up equating to about 10 wins and a playoff berth. If it's nine wins, we're not going to be happy. That won't be good enough it's not it's not going to be good enough you're thinking nine and ten is not a big difference there is because nine wins doesn't get you in the playoffs and 10 wins very 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 likely gets you into the playoffs so you know was it was it playoff or bust this year I'm asking. I'm not uh, so sure. I, 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 gotta... I think the fan base thinks of it that way, but let's. I, I think if they don't make the playoffs, it's not the end of the world. It depends on how close they are, too. But you have to kind of give them a little bit of a break in the division, I feel like. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you do. But also, okay, let's look at the AFC real quick. Um, the Raiders are out. They're not a playoff team as they were last year. I'm, I'm taking them out of the playoffs. Okay. I think the Bengals will miss the playoffs. Me too. I've been down on them all year. Um, and then, uh, I think the, the Colts who were a playoff contending team last year and everyone kind of had them put in as a playoff team will, um, are, are a disaster this year. So that's three teams last year, two of the three that were in the playoffs and another one that was right there on the cusp, maybe the last team out that the Broncos are going to have a chance to jump, right? To jump. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's the thing is they got to take care of business here and their schedule in the back half. Is pretty backloaded. I mean, they've got some good good games against some good opponents. The final so. five or six games of the season are a real test for the Broncos. Um, if the, uh, they That's should, why losing against Seattle sucks. It does, but they should be in position by then to maybe go three and three in their last six and you still win ten so. games and still win ten games. It's going to come down to Russ, man. And I'm not going to lie. Like now that I've necessarily been disappointed. Excuse me for the little hiccup there. But yeah, right. I had a hiccup burp earlier. Combo. Yeah, that's, that's how. It yeah. Be. <laughs> but it's one of those situations where, not that I'm questioning Russell Wilson whatsoever, but I am a little. I didn't, I didn't think it would look this rough, right? And especially, like, and maybe I bought into it a little bit, too, being at training camp, drinking the Kool-Aid, right? And you were there right next to me. I mean, we were together arm in arm, essentially, for, you yeah. know, two and a half weeks there at training camp. I mean, it seemed like they could do no wrong out there. And let me ask you about Russell Wilson, Danny, because I like him a lot. I think he's a great quarterback. I'm happy the Broncos have him here. But what do you make of his demeanor? Because I feel like, you know, what was the narrative about the, the there in we, Seattle? A lot of fans were okay with letting him go. Maybe didn't get along with his teammates as well as some people may have thought. Because I wonder, somebody who's always so positive yeah. and doesn't, it just doesn't feel real sometimes. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think well, authenticity is what, you know, helps people relate to another player. I just feel like being positive all the time, it seems a little it, fake. It, the demeanor and all that kind of stuff matters right now. Once you win, you don't care if your quarterback's an asshole, a dickhead, uh, yeah. uh, um, uh, into the Lord, like all that kind of, it doesn't matter if you ultimately win. Win, okay? But until you do that, and when you don't do that, again, um, 
Okay. We had a caller. His name is Terry. Calls, Scary Terry? Yeah, he calls from California, okay? Uh, listens all the time. He's great. He's a black dude. He's great. I really like him a lot. He's, you know, he's just he's different. He's just a little different. His perspective is a little bit different. He called into the show yesterday and said that he equates Russ to a reverend, okay? <laughs> so listen, you got to stay with me here, okay? Yeah, okay, I will. So the reverend, you go to church, right? And, you know, everyone's got their problems. You got marital problems. You got money problems, all this and that. But what does the reverend do? Puts on the big smile pumps you up, tells you it's going to be okay, kind of makes you believe it as well. And it's just who he is. He's the reverend with the big smile. He's going to, you know, put God back and you know, align you back with God. And he's just going to um, be so ch- pure and true, even, yeah. and Terry said, even if the congregation, we got, you know, some drama and the money, you know, oh, this, but that, that's Russ. As a, that's the kind of leader that Russ is. He's getting... He makes you believe it, man. I, and he's not for everybody. No, he's definitely not. He's, he's not, not everybody's for everybody. But also, the knock on him is what? That he's just a little too a little pure? Yeah. Like, I just, well, like, here's the thing for me, and I've realized it through two weeks. You want to see, I understand being positive all the time, but isn't there a degree of realism? Okay. What if you found out, what if you found out that this was a, Act. We yeah. had uh, we had. I don't think it is little audio of him cussing or this and that, and maybe we found out some stuff uh, about you know how I it might have really went down in Seattle, and uh, you know some stuff that might paint him to be more of a bad guy. I what mean, if that stuff comes out? Will it, it make us be feel better? I don't think so. Would I, it make him more human? It's weird because you know one thing that Zach Seegers brought up to me that I thought was a great point. There, Russell Wilson is Dak Prescott early in his career with a Super Bowl ring. It really is. What I'm, do you mean by that? Like, in regards to, like, the demeanor, right? Like, happy-go-lucky, gets along with all the teammates, you know, trying to be the motivator, but maybe some people don't always, like, you know what I'm saying? When Russell Wilson is out there clapping his hands, like, it's not, it's different than when Tom Brady goes out there and daps you up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I know. Okay. Like, there's just. I, How not, different is Russell Wilson to Drew Brees? That's a good question. I think they're very I think, close I think, to the I same. Think you know had, the difference? Mm. Russ is a black quarterback. Um, okay. He's a black quarterback in a world where people still really think a black quarterback is not as good as a white quarterback. I mean, I, I don't know. That's real. Lo- I don't, That's real, I mean, Manilo. Yeah, I, I think that there's definitely some people who subscribe to that thought. I, I personally don't. I think, you know, I never thought of the, the Breeze-Russell-Wilson comparison. I mean, you well, know. What's you, the difference? It's there like really the isn't thing. much one. Two, it's but it's two thing. quarterbacks that have one ring. I'm not trying to no say either one one's overrated. Drew, uh, uh, um, Drew yeah, Breeze as I, corny, as fake, too nice of a guy, too perfect, an act, a charade of, you know, I. it's, the, to me... That's a good point. I just think they're so similar in every last thing about them. And even to the careers that they've had. I know Breeze got his later um, than Russ did, but, you know, um, there was a lack of respect for Breeze for a very, very long time. Very long time. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how to, you know, process that with Me either. Breeze. It's something it's, to just kind of think about as we're talking well, out loud. I, I just think, like... Russell Wilson is a guy that I obviously had watched when he was in Seattle, but like now that he's here, like I feel like I'm learning a little bit more about him as a person, maybe as opposed to the football player. Yeah, but he was being, he was great in Seattle. Yeah. We haven't seen the greatness it's yet, just, so I've don't ne- like, let's don't get 
yourself thinking, well, he was not all that great. No, there. I'm, I'm not. He thinking was that. really great there. It's just more so like sometimes I don't know, man. Like I, I it's just the fact that there's not a. Uh, What's the word? Like, he's just so upbeat all the time, which is a good trait to have. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I can understand how that can rub some players the wrong way. I can understand that. Right? Like, you come in after a loss. You don't think that for some players, again, there's only about five or six other players like Russ, the stature of Russ, on the team. Right. And then there's a bunch of other good players, and then there's every other guy just trying to make the team. Okay? So, you think, who, who, who are you saying thinks Russ is corny because every other of like every other guy on that roster besides about eight or nine or 10 guys absolutely needs Russell. And that includes the defensive guys too, to have success, to help you make look good, to get you another contract, to make you look like you're doing your job. These guys need Russell. They need Russell. So I don't, you know, that's a, that's a tough area to go when you say the teammate stuff. Because it, I don't it, know who and what teammates necessarily would be thinking that of him. I think that there's still some shine, eyes. though. Like, that's the thing is I think Russell Wilson <sighs> in that locker room still has a little bit of that wow factor to him. And as long as you continue to win games, I know they're just one and one but if you continue to win games, I don't think it's going to matter. But I wonder, like, when the going gets tough, right, and you've got some players that are frustrated and, you know, are emotional and are feeling some type of way about the performance of the team, whether it's on offense or defense, I think they want to be able to relate to a guy like that instead of just – you know, I'm saying not, 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 not that Russell Wilson puts himself above anybody else, you know what I'm saying? But he does kind of walk around with a little bit of this mystique, this energy to him, you know? Yeah. Like, it's weird, man, because it's just like we're talking you know, you, about it right now because they're one and one and it's not going the way that we would have thought. Right. And we'll see what happens. But if they're here. two and oh, none of this conversation, we're, all the Russ's corny stuff is squashed if they're two and oh. And if they beat the 49ers this week, then you. It, all that stuff is silenced again, I think. I really I believe that. Do you not believe that? Oh, I think, I mean, winning cures all. So who do they have in week four? They have the Jaguars. They have, have, no, that's uh, San Francisco and then the Colts. Okay, then the Colts. Okay. So or no, San Francisco, Raiders, then the Colts. Okay. So say they uh, win their next three. Yeah, I mean, the They're narrative four and changes. One. Yeah. Are we talking about any of this other shit? Probably not. Not that's at all. That's how it goes. We're though. not. We're just not. Yeah, and that's why like, I think... It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just the reality I of it. I think that there's a little bit of a letdown factor, though, through the first two games. Now I think we're talking. They're one and one. Now we're talking. I think that's where a lot of this conversation comes from, is a lot of people expected Russell Wilson said. and company to come out and light the world on fire. Yes. It's been anything but well, that. Well, we thought it happened overnight instantly. Yeah. For and one... Overnight oats, baby. I think for one... Yeah, for one... Um, I, I tell you, the Peyton, they were three and four, uh, two and three at the beginning. Well, Russell's younger... Russell's not coming off missing a year of football. Russ is not coming off neck surgeries and the stem cell stuff, whatever that Peyton went over and did. So the expectations were higher. Yeah. Are higher. And they haven't been met yet. And it's just as simple as that. When you have expectations in life, and especially in sports for a team, um, when they're when they fall short, then something went wrong, and someone has to be yeah. at fault or to blame. It's never they'll get there. It's always whose fault is it? So again, I would just say, um, I'd say R E L A X. Relax. I 
Okay. I've said that on my show a trillion times. That's what the Bronco fan is also just spoiled. And I'm not I'm not trying it to is. offend it's true. anybody. It's not, that's not offensive. It's, that's a good thing. Just, we know that. No, yeah. We know we're spoiled. Like, come on. And I get the last six years have been foul, but just pump the brakes a little bit, man. I have a couple boys on the team, okay? Uh on JJ's baseball team. One or uh there's two boys. Their folks have money. Okay? And the boy just, if it doesn't go his way, he doesn't get to do this and that, it's just meltdown city. The other boy will get like that sometimes, and I'll be like, I told him the other day, I went to him and said, you know you're kind of spoiled, right? You get everything you want. The kid comes, he gets all the jerseys, all this stuff. And he said, yeah, I know, I know, I know. He acknowledges it. He knows it. He's done making him, it's not necessarily helping him be a better sport sometimes, but it will eventually help this kid yeah. that he kind of knows. He's, you know, so I just think that the, <laughs> we're Broncos country is definitely spoiled, but we know better as well. And it's just the expectation level of when you have a guy like Russ, who we all really believe is really unique and really special and has a chance to, mm-hmm. um, to write a legacy here. And, you know, he's got greatest, he's got, Tier one greatest quarterbacks of all time legacy stuff on the line. Yep. No, he does. You're right. Because if Russ wins a Super Bowl here with the Broncos, we put him up in a stratosphere that's above Breeze. Mm-hmm. It's above Rodgers. Mm-hmm. It's above Favre. Mm-hmm. And you jump into pretty much the Elway, um, Peyton, Montana stratosphere. Yeah. I think Tom Brady j- has jumped out and created a tier of his own, a Michael Jordan tier of his own. But after Brady, the next tier down is Montana, Elway, and Peyton. Mm-hmm. Then the next tier down is the Rogerses, the Breezes, the Farves, maybe the Jim Kelly in there. You know, um, there might be a couple guys I might be shortchanging. Unitas and guys mm-hmm. like that. But then the next tier like that down is the, did I say Jim Kelly already? Like yeah. the Marino, the Aikman, the Roethlisberger, the Elis, the Fran Tarkingtons. Yeah. That's the category that Russ is right now. And he's kind of at the bottom of that category yeah. and tier. Yeah, he could level he's up. And I, I mean, it's one of those. A couple levels up. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's only, what, 33, 34 years 33. old? 33. You know, I, I, I just think. It's been a rude... It's got a lot of legacy at yeah, stake. It's just It hasn't been an ideal start, and I think that's fine. I saw Josh Dover tweeted out, you know, comparing Peyton Manning's numbers to his first couple of games. It took Peyton Manning like half a season to hit his stride with the Broncos. Two and, and three. Nobody, nobody even... Rem- I didn't even remember that. Two and three. They're shit. You know, no one, everyone's like, what's going on here? Is this going to happen or not? Exactly. And I think you've got to have a little bit of the relaxed type of mentality. I think there's some legitimate concerns with Hackett because, I mean, you would... That's you, where... You, you bring in Hackett That's where the discussion should fall. Yeah, exactly. Like, that. that is... I'm not worried about Russell Wilson. And I'm really not all that worried about Nathaniel Hackett long term. But if there were an area of the Broncos where I'm like, okay, like we got to move it up at DEFCON, Coach coaching. Hack and his staff got to go coordinate the shit out of one of these games here and yeah. beat the 49ers convincingly. They beat them by one point, everyone's happy. But if they take care of the 49ers here and do it convincingly, the, the, the narrative and the thought will change that this guy knows what he's doing and doesn't know what he's doing. He's going to have to steal a win here along the yeah. lines, I mean, whether it be um, a late game, play call, dramatic, uh, freeze on a kicker. It's got to be one of those yeah. Mike McDaniels, fourth and seven. Fourth and seven for Mike McDaniel in that first game. Uh, Dolphins over the mm-hmm. um, over the Patriots. He's going to have to coach them into one that would look like uh, an otherwise loss. That's what they need. That's what has to happen here. And then it'll come back. Then he'll bounce back because, again, you know how Zach Taylor looked. 
Yeah, not you good know? this year. Um, I mean, how's, uh, again, Tom Brady hasn't looked great. I'll look at the Colts. There's teams struggling. There's players. Look at uh, Joe Burrow, man. Uh, is Joe Burrow's Lynn Sanity run over? You know? Yeah. So no, it's just, that's, uh, no, weird. Joe Burrow will bounce back. He's a great player. This is Super Bowl hangover stuff. This is just not coming out of the gates, firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. I'm not worried about it. No. Um, the Maverick Sports app. There's certain, there's a lot of different places you can bet your money these days, okay? Yes, there but is. there's certain apps that I feel like more lucky on. I'm more confident. Is Maverick Sports one of them? Maverick Sports is definitely mm, one of them. And fan. as I'm becoming a little bit more mature of a better, you know, I'll shop lines. I'm a parlay builder, so I'm putting parlays together two and three and four legs. You know, that little bit of juice doesn't really matter. But as I'm realizing I just need to bet the four games I really like and try to go three and four, all the juice matters. All that kind of stuff matters. So if you're a line shopper, um, the Maverick Sports app, you got to go give it a try. Download it. Uh, check it out for yourself. See what we like about them. And I know you'll like them too. Um, shout out to Total Beverage as well. Two locations. They're a monster. The superstores that they got, man. Hey, whether yeah, you're they are. Whether you're doing uh, buying some bottles of wine, whether you're making margaritas, or whether you just want to go get your 12-pack of, of some brew, you're um, You'll know the prices. They're so much cheaper than going to that hit that corner uh, liquor store, and they're so much cheaper than even like the other big liquor stores. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes you just kind of pay the price on stuff. But also, smart guys, you know, are ri- rich guys are rich because they're smart and because they, you know, um, shop for value. So if you're into that, they feel like every dollar is their last. It is. It is. They act like that. So I can appreciate that, I guess. Uh, but man, uh, Nilo, the, where can we find, you give me the Twitter handle, all the stuff you do. Where can I find the show? Let's talk about it. Yeah, man. Uh, you could follow me on social media at media by AP and uh, I'm on from four to 6 PM, uh, with my guy, Cody Rourke and uh, we're doing the afternoon drive program. So that's fun. I'm also doing the football Friday show, which is a betting centric show right around 1 PM on Fridays on, on, uh, streams live at the Mile High Sports Twitter, and then I write the Mile High Sports betting primer, where uh, last year I basically gave betting thoughts on every single game. I realized that I bit off a little bit more than I could chew, so now I'm giving you guys my uh, four or five favorite bets of every weekend, looking at some of the big games, and uh, yeah, so Afternoon Drive, Football Friday, Mile High Sports betting primer, those are kind of my three claims to fame right now. I'll be at Nuggets Media Day on Monday. That'll be fun, and uh, away we go, my man. Um, you do a good job. You're one of the good, you. you know, young, talented dudes in the game. Um, I, I hope the, uh, older guys are threatened by you. Feel threatened by you when they I, see uh, it. I met DMac for the first time last night. Really? What did yeah, he say? Nice guy. He's not a bad guy at all. He has a little bit of a reputation. Well, that's what he talked about. He's like on Twitter, I'm public enemy number one, but then you meet me in real life and I'm, you know, one of the cool guys. And I was like, that's, you know, I've never really interacted with him on Twitter, but in person, he was a great guy. It's like, you know, he's, he's not Merrillat, but like he goes, (laughs) he'll, he's, he'll, he'll push a few buttons and say things that like KOA would never say because they're the home of the Broncos. You got to get the, uh, you know, the juices flowing a little bit. That's kind of what it is. D-Mac's a good dude. But uh, yeah, catch me 10 to noon every single day, Mile High Sports Radio, Uh, 107.5 HD. 98.1 FM, milehighsports.com. The website's a monster. Uh, that's it. We'll be back tomorrow with another podcast. And Nilo, thanks. You're busy for you to come in here and do it with me. It's kind of fun to do it. You know, yeah, uh, I like it, man. I appreciate it, it's man. It's a good time. You're one, of my, uh, you're one of the good guys and you're one of my bros. So I appreciate thanks, you man. big time. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, go check Anilo all his workout. Uh, check us out as well. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with another one. Uh, that's it. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night.